For lack of better words, I would like to describe false accusers of the brethren as dangerous and delicate spiritual assassins. An assassin is a person who murders a famous or important person. And may I say confidently that what makes a man important is the active pursuit of his visions and dreams in life. Joseph had no physical cash or asset, yet ten of his older brothers could not sleep because of his dreams. Your dreams, visions makes you important. And you are a threat to the enemy. So he has built a network of spiritual assassins whose goal is to murder men and women with great visions and dreams. Naboth had a vineyard he inherited from his father. And King Ahab wanted it at all costs according to 1 Kings chapter 21 verse 1 to 3. Now, please never forget that false accusers always accuse you because they want something of value from you and they want it at all costs. They want something of value from you and they want it at all costs. So, Ahab wanted Naboth's inheritance. He wanted something that has endured many years. And can you imagine, he wanted his vineyard just to convert it into a garden of vegetables at all cost. At all cost. Now, 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 7 to 16. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise, eat, eat bread, and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. Can you see that? I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name. See the process. And sealed them with a seal. And sent the letters unto the elders. Please note those words. The elders and to the nobles that were in the city dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote in the letter saying... Proclaim a fast, please underline that, and set Naboth on high, again underline that, among the people, and set two men, sons of Belial, before him, to be a witness, to accuse him, to be a false witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out. And stone him that he may die. Stone him that he may die. The spiritual assassins and prophetic undertakers consist of the following strategic unit. They have a plan. They are false accusers mobilized against children of God. Against people with a dream and with a vision. And the first of them in this network is they, they, they consist of compromised elders, compromised elders, and noble people who dwell with you. And they are used as bait of Satan to organize the accusation that leads to death. Verse 9. Now, Jezebel wrote letters and sent them this letter to the elders and to the nobles. There are elders and noble people, pastors, church leaders, and many church members 
colleagues in the office, people around you who appear very spiritual and nice and noble, but they are serving the interest of the devil, serving the interest of the wicked one. They are on the payroll of Jezebel and she can use them to do whatever she wants anytime, any day. They are the archet men that organize the meeting, the program, the conferences, the fasting, the spiritual activity where good people are ambushed and destroyed. Do you observe that the real Jezebel behind the accusation was never visible? Accusers, real accusers are almost never visible. They are like satanic engineers. They engineer elders, engineer noble people against you. You almost never see their real face. Nehemiah had a similar experience with Shemaiah when he was building the walls of Jerusalem. In Nehemiah chapter 6 from verse 10, look at what he says. He says, Afterward I came into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Meatebel, who was shut up. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God. Can you see? In the house of God, within the temple. And let us shut the doors of the temple. For they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him. Wow! But that he pronounced his prophecy against me. Can you see that? He pronounced his prophecy against me for Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. The prophet was on the payroll of the enemies of Nehemiah. Therefore, verse 13, was he hired that I should be afraid and do so and sin that they might have matter for an evil report that they may reproach me. Can you see the strategy? Can you see that? Regardless of your visions and dreams, if the prophet speaking into your life is on the payroll of the devil, you are in serious trouble. You are in serious trouble, my friend. And they will certainly create reproach and shame in the life of the person they are dealing with. Tobiah and Sambalat were the real face behind the Shemaiah who proposed a meeting. Note that he didn't propose a meeting in the club. He was proposing a meeting in the temple. Temple assassins, spiritual assassins, accusers of the brethren. They come speaking prophetic words, but they are undertakers. They have dug the grave to bury good men in. Jesus said of the, of the Sadducees and Pharisees, he said, your fathers killed the prophet and you have already, you dug the grave and you killed them, you bury them. Some temple meetings are death traps because there are men, there are men waiting for an opportunity to reproach you. I want you to note this second point very importantly. The conspiracy of, of organized spiritual meetings and dangerous satanic trap set up to attract and destroy good people so that their inheritance can be forcefully taken from them. Forcefully taken from them. Many prayer meetings that have lost their meanings. Many. There are many prayer meetings that have lost their meaning because they are just, they have become accusation grounds. They have become place to accuse the pastor, to accuse the brethren. You know, a, a, a very good pastor friend of ours 
shared a story of how some people in the church he pastored, he was their pastor many years ago, they gathered together in prayers and fasting for months, asking the Lord to kill his innocent wife. For no reason. I mean, no reason. Those are spiritual assassins and prophetic undertakers who came to repentance when God's judgment fell upon them. That was the story. When God began to deal with them, they quickly came out for repentance. And this is not new. Paul suffered the same problem in Acts chapter 23. Let's read verse 12. Acts chapter 23 verse 12. The next morning, a group of Jews got together and bound themselves with an oath, covenanting themselves not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. These are people, they were, not, they were fasting. No food, no drink. This is what we call dry fasting. No water, no food. Until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 of them in the conspiracy. This is verse 13. Bible says there were more than 40 people. They went to the leading priests and elders. Again, I think elders need to be very careful. Elders need to be very... They went to the leading priests and elders and told them, We have bound ourselves with an oath to eat nothing until we have killed Paul. So... You, verse 15, and the high council should ask the commander to bring Paul back to the council again. Pretend you want to examine his case more fully. We will kill him on the way. <laughs> Can you see how 40 men made up their mind to fast and abstain from food and water until they kill Paul simply because he was driven by the vision he had on his way to Damascus? Can you see the strategy to ambush Paul on the way and kill him in verse 15? The leading priests and elders were to do the same dirty job that, that, that Jezebel gave to those people in 2 Kings to attract Paul to the place where the spiritual assassins would be able to kill him. Can you see? Those who plan it are different from those who are attracting the person, their target, to the place where he will be killed. In verse 23 of Acts chapter 23, you will see there that it took 200 soldiers, 200 spearmen, and 70 mounted troops to be able to deliver Paul from these spiritual assassins. Go and read Acts chapter 23, verse 23. 200 soldiers, foot soldiers, 200 spearmen and 70 mounted troops. See what it takes for the Apostle Paul to be delivered from spiritual assassins. 40 spiritual Jewish men who fasted to kill Paul required 470 well-trained and well-armed soldiers with horses to deal with them before Paul could escape death. Dearly beloved, Accusers are killers. I say that again. False accusers. They are killers. They are spiritual assassins. They are dangerous people. And they are living among us. Some are in Kasok. Some are in the choir. 
Some are on the pulpit. Some are elders. Some are deacons. Some are husbands. Some are colleagues in the office. If you do not cry unto God, they will run you over. Accusers are always well connected. They know their kind and they never walk alone. They never walk alone. Hear what the content of the letter of the commander in Acts chapter 23 verse 30. He says, but when I was informed of a plot to kill Paul, to kill him, I immediately sent him unto you. Now pay attention to this. I have told his accusers to bring their charges before you. Accusers. Accusers. And I prophetically pray for you, my dear brother, my dear sister, today, that God will raise commanders, commanders in the lost army, who will mobilize warring angels to ensure your passage as you journey through your seasons in life. Joshua had to meet a commander in the lost army in Joshua chapter 5 verse 14 before the walls of Jericho fell. And I pray that you will meet the commander in the lost army that will organize your security and your victory against spiritual assassins and prophetic undertakers. Two spiritual assassins were positioned around Naboth in 1 Kings 21 verse 12 to 14 which says they proclaimed the fast and set Naboth on high among the people. See the strategy. And there came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him. And the men of Belial witnessed against him, bear false accusation against him, against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. Naboth is stoned and is dead. From a regional fasting and prayer meeting to the grave, a nobleman who left his wife and kids at home in the morning for a national day of fasting and prayer never returned home to his wife. What will you say to his children? How will you tell his sons and daughters that their father was stoned by brethren after the prayer meeting? How sad. How painful. They gave him the position of honor and made him sit on high among the people at the beginning of the fasting. But they had already dug his grave. The prophetic undertakers were already waiting. The men already had their bags full of stones. The accusers, who are the real spiritual assassins, were sitting very close to him. Accusers are always close. So people believe them so much. They walk close to you, live close to you. They pray with you, some of them. Fast with you. And whatever they say of you can easily move people to stone you. Just two people mobilize the entire crowd to stone an innocent uncompromising righteous man to death because of his vineyard. One wicked spiritual assassin in your team can mobilize a whole undiscerning congregation of people against you. One wicked in-law in your husband's family can turn the heart of everyone against you if you do not know how to deal with it. Friends, to deal with accusers, you must be careful, discerning, and wise-hearted. Accusation against Naboth led to his death and public execution 
but accusation against Joseph led him to prison where he met those who introduced him to the king of Egypt. The difference is that Joseph went into the prison with the presence of the Lord, but Naboth went into a fasting and prayer meeting, but God was not there. God was with Joseph in prison where there was no fasting, no prayer, no preaching, no music, no offerings, and he came out alive. But spiritual assassins and prophetic undertakers were with Naboth in the large gathering of elders, priests, nobles, with high seats for special guests and lots of music, lightning effect maybe. And from that meeting, he went to the grave. Selah. 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 Friends, accusation can lead you to the place of separation and being alone. A place where you can either be eternally separated from your dreams, your inheritance, and those who love you, or a place where you are temporarily separated from the world so that your gifts and talents that will help you actualize your God-given dreams and visions will find expression. It is up to you to decide what you want. Do you want the position of honor that will lead to the grave? Or do you go to the place God wants you to go through so that he can take you up? May I conclude this meeting by saying, if you have already by any way falsely accused someone I plead with you to repent and seek for mercy from the Lord and I say this because the end of all false accusers is devastating Revelation 12 verse 10 tells us that the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down he has been cast down accusers are always cast down, that is their end that is their end Jezebel was cast down she was thrown down from the window of her own palace in 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 33. Horses trampled upon her. Dogs licked her blood according to the words of the Lord. Are you a false accuser? Have you accused someone? Have you killed, assassinated someone's character, someone's testimony, someone's integrity? Have you brought someone into shame and disrepute because of your selfish ambition, selfish desire, selfishness? Have you destroyed someone's life, integrity, and testimony because of hatred and envy? Please, do not bring evil upon yourself and your entire generation. Just go on your knees right now, right now, and plead for mercy. Selah.